And people get that so misconstrued because the way religion is placed on us, how we are already set to a certain religion where we're born, we have no we have no desire to look beyond it. And and that's truly sad because before this book, before these words, we were already originally at a higher state of consciousness and we didn't need this book for validation. So I feel like people need to return people need to return back to that, not needing this book for validation and knowing that they can look within for themselves. Like knowing God is real. God is still real in all of its forms. But this book does not does not I should say does not define me, does not define the reality the reality of us. So Bree, please elaborate on this one. Right. comes it comes whatever flows it flows and as I drop a couple of gems hopefully you pick it up along the way let me take you on a journey outside of your conscious state the power of your subconscious mind and hopefully you enjoy the stay podcasting what the fuck happened life happened um the lessons came and I had to learn simple as that I actually wanted to podcast December 15th um I felt like I decoded a huge uh thing that could you know decoding the matrix call me the oracle but then other things tied into other things and the lesson got bigger the observation grew wider and the knowledge expanded it left me with trying to annotate on paper everything that I had learned but then it just became too much for me to unravel with my fancy ass words so here is a freestyle podcast (sighs) I know I hate these because they seem long but I'm going to just try to jump right in. Actually, about a week before the 15th, when I decoded the quote-unquote matrix, I was in this space where I felt as though every manifestation that I put out to have the intention to make it grow um, failed time and time after again. It was almost like everything was out of my reach And it was by way of some type of force that I couldn't control. So I sat in my emotions and I pretty much said like, yo, what the fuck do you want from me? Like, I'm doing everything humanly possible and time and time after again, I'm receiving a big ass no. And it's like a slap in your face. So I had these just these emotions where... I didn't want to be around people. I sat in the dark for 
maybe like two nights straight. And um, once nighttime had arrived, I would just turn off the lights in my room and I would just peek out of my window and just view the moon. It, I didn't understand what I was doing, but in this own little way, I kept telling myself, like, if I'm missing something in the daylight, maybe I need to pay attention to the night. I need to pay attention to the, to the details. You know, I need to pay attention to the things that I'm not fully aware of or the things that I unconsciously do. What am I missing? You're telling me something, but I don't know what the fuck it is. So for two nights straight, once sunset hit, I would just kind of like sit in the dark. And I remember a friend calling me and she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I really don't understand (laughs) what I'm doing, but I feel like I'm in the dark and I'm looking for answers because there's something I'm missing. There's something that I can't see. You know, like it's right in front of me, but I'm missing it. I'm, I'm, I'm having to use like keen eyes or keen sense of intuition. Like, I, I don't know how to explain this. Well, once the 15th came, I still felt like I needed answers. I didn't know which way was I supposed to go? Am I supposed to be um, embarking on this like entrepreneurship or soul, soulpreneur is what I like to call it. <laughs> this mission where I'm completely invested in spirituality and I bring other people, you know, knowledge of it of some sort. Maybe I'm supposed to just be doing this whole botanical, apothecary, holistic and, you know, finishing my book. Am I supposed to be painting more, embedding spirituality in my painting? Like, what, what am I supposed to be doing? I know I have so many gifts, I can monetize on it. But as I said in a previous podcast, it's so much easier to put 40 hours into someone else's business than yourself. You have to be your hype man. You have to be the marketer. You have to be, you know, the person that just fucking edits. Like, you got to think about it. I'm my own editor. I'm my own publisher. I'm my own marketer. I'm my own hashtagger. I'm my own podcaster. I'm my own, like, nobody's setting the records. And I'm understanding that sometimes the journey that we're facing is not a path that we're supposed to follow. It's a path that we are here to create. So... On the 15th, I was just like, I need answers, like seriously. So I cracked open my shaman oracle cards. Um, These are cards that are based on Native American culture. And as I was shuffling, I pulled two cards out. One of them being the sweat lodge and the other being the rattle. In Native American culture, the sweat lodge represents the womb of Mother Earth. This is also known as Gaia. Um, In the Native American culture, the sweat lodge is basically a volcanic stone that pretty much has like a fire inside and it's being heated. Um, A lot of the time, participants sit in this sweat lodge in complete darkness and they are around pretty much like hot stones to sweat away any old habits, any beliefs, to heal diseases. And it is said that when you return humbly to the womb of Mother Earth, you're offered a second chance at life. So 
without fully understanding my knowledge, I was kind of putting myself in my own sweat lodge in my room, sitting in that complete darkness, um, hibernating and thinking about these patterns and behaviors and what I believe in and just whatever the case. So what the card meant for the sweat lodge was basically it's a time for me to journey into the darkness and the hidden parts of my soul to reconnect with earth's wisdom. Um, it's basically where you create a sacred and intimate space in the dark. You can do this by lighting a candle. You can observe the emergences without judging it. You just invite it to bring gifts in. And the message was you're being offered an opportunity to shed and heal from any aspects of your life that you've outgrown. It says, don't worry that you'll be consumed by the process because life is offering you a second chance and you should take it. The universe's energy is inviting you to incubate as long as you need to for a spiritual rebirth. Gift yourself time to be with your darkness, your fears, your pain, and your seeds of beautiful potential until you come out on the other side free, wise, and full of creativity. The rattle is basically, if you think about it like a maraca that... In the Native American culture, the rattle is the spirit caller. Um, it carries the shaman's prayer into the four directions. Um, the body of the rattle is like the earth spinning on its own axis. With the aid of the rattle, the medicine woman instills a desired destiny into her future. And you can close the prayer, the prayer with may your will be done, ashe, amen, amen, however you want to do it. <laughs> Um, but the rattle guides us to pray for all of the earth and not just for our personal needs. When we offer our prayers for the highest good of all, everything you need is provided to you. So the rattle was telling me that it invites me to work with the tools of spirit, but to be careful because there's a very sharp aspect that can hurt you and others if you don't use things mindfully. At the time, I didn't understand what that meant. Um, the rattle means to set your old tools, your old tools aside and take up the drawing instruments of spirit. Know that you're consciously stepping into partnership with the divine. This is a time for courageous deeds. Do not let hesitation get in the way of your expression. You want to catch God on the whisper and not on the shout. What you're trying to craft of your own desires and expectations is already there standing before you. Do not spend the world to your own benefit. You're being offered the creator's tools, which you must put to use to serve for your divine purpose. So when I got these two cards, I was like, I'm not even going to lie. I don't understand this message. I can't figure out the context clues because I'm not a person who uses anything that I have for the advantage of myself. I did understand the sweat lodge. Because without making myself aware, that's exactly what I was doing by sitting in the dark. So what I did was I created some, I got some tarot cards and I clarified on why I had these two cards. Um, my questions was, I'm not going to tell you my question, but my question <clears throat> was, if I did this, what would be some themes I had a card that came out that said masculine energy. I had the two of cups, which is unified love, partnership, mutual attraction. 
and I noticed that on this card was a cancer symbol. So I pulled another card and I got the King of Wands, which is being a natural born leader, having vision, being entrepreneur, being honored, um, just, you know, that guy. <laughs> um, but I also noticed on this card, there was a South Node symbol and a Cancer symbol. So I pulled another card and I got the Six of Wands. Um, the Six of Wands is public recognition, victory, progress, self-confidence. So I was like, what the fuck? Normally I don't <laughs> normally I don't get a lot of wands energy. I'm more of a cups and swords type of girl. I have a lot on my mind and I'm very loving. So when I see wands, I know that um, passion is being invoked or creativity, um, willpower, some some sort like that. My spirituality is kicking in. So I tried to even clarify further than that. And what I got was um, I'm going to have some type of unconditional support, like whole heart from a masculine energy. I'm also learning that I'm purifying influences, whether it's people who have dark attachments, people who are in third party relationships, people who need healing, people who need clean energy, people who need to purge. I also know that I bring depth and awareness to people who have resentment, um, resentment towards words, anger, bitterness. I'm basically here to create harmony, balance, peace, and the embodiment of friendship. What I noticed between all the cards were they all had cancer symbols or um, south node, north node, excuse me, north node symbols. One of them even even had a Sagittarius symbol. So just the fact that these cards had all those fucking same symbols, of course, you know me guys by now. I start researching. What is a North Node? What is a South Node? And basically what I got from it is... Dun, da, da, da. In astrology, there is um, two mathematical points from the moon... Um, if your north node is in something, it's going to be 180 degrees opposite of that. So, for example, if your north node is in Sagittarius, your south node will be in Gemini. For people who were born from August 2nd, 1993 to um, February something of 1994, your north node is in Sagittarius and your Gemini is in south node. What the fuck does that mean? You you saying shit like I'm supposed... I, I know, I know, I got you. So, <clears throat> from what I've digged up is... The South Node represents your comfort zone. Um, your habitual ways of thinking, living, behaving, which is the easiest to us. The South Node can be seen as a set of attitudes and behaviors that we know and do well. This is comparable to the idea of your natural talent. In fact, it's common to find people actually utilizing their natural talents as their um, career fields, their professions, because it's some because it becomes so easily for them. So, for example, people who have Gemini South nodes are really good at writing, <laughs> including myself. <gasps> ah. um, the South node can also determine how you grew up as a child, um, what kind of environment that you might have had imprinted that permeated in your childhood this can be either belief whatever you want to call it um the south node 
is basically defined as simply as your past lives. I mean, it can even go as far reaching as what you did in a past life. The South Node also represents behaviors and attitudes that come so easily that they can impede growth. Just as anything that we do habitually out of our security rather than intention can stagnate us. And of course, if you have what you're naturally good at as the South Node, what the fuck would be your North Node? Your North Node would be the bigger picture, um, what you're aiming to do. When you have questions like, who am I? What am I here for? What the fuck is my purpose? This is where you can get some insight of what could possibly help you be fulfilled. A lot of times in our lives, we do these quick wins or we have these attitudes where we seem to do certain things that we have on our bucket list or on our goal list. And we realize that once we complete it, we don't feel fulfilled. And normally it's because in some way or some fashion, we are naturally good at it. Um, For me, I love helping out people. I love writing, but I don't feel the complete fulfillment of it just yet. There are some things that I've done in my career field that I enjoy, but I know it's not why I was born. There's a thousand, I'm not going to tell you my career. There's a thousand of those people. You know, we have a specific reason why we're here. Um, with that being said, the North Node really does just help you branch into yourself. And by yourself, I mean illuminating the path of your calling it's your learning curve the north node cultivates how to stretch you past your comfort zone um it's your calling it's the path that you will find most fulfillment in so a lot of people don't know what they're supposed to be doing well there's a little key point in astrology that lets you know that so for all my people who were born 92 90 i'm sorry december damn For all my people who are born August 1992 to about February 1994, your North Node is in Sagittarius and your South Node is in Gemini. When your North Node is in Sag, it's imperative for you to know um, your details, the purpose, the bigger picture. A lot of people are great at studying. These are teachers. These are speakers. Um, you're learning in this in this present time to stop getting lost in information. You know, as, as a Gemini South Node, you're very good at communicating. You're very good at breaking down energy. You're very good at learning people. I mean, you study people to a T to know how to understand them to give them what they want the problem with that is when you're so good at dissecting someone you can easily manipulate a situation where this person can see you as very loving very caring but you just know what makes them happy and you can do it in such an easy way where you're not actually putting in time it just comes so naturally to you um with the north with the north node um, a lot of people are good or, or attracted to law. They're attracted to speaking. They're um, attracted to studying, to learning about information. Um, a lot of these people like informational puzzles. You're basically learning to accomplish your default mode or your patterns. 
when you are a south node, you already have the great communication and conversations. You already know, um, you're very knowledgeable in a lot of topics. You're like fun fact guy. Um, you can be always on the next big thing. You're easily bored. You're always want to engage in um, people. You're always digging deeper. These are people who are great at vocalizing themselves, persuading, <laughs> writing. This is sell- selling. So once I took that in consideration, I was like, damn, I am a writer. Damn, I'm really good at public speaking. Damn, I'm actually good at teaching. This is my fucking podcast. But when you are a Gemini South Node, what that means is you're very analytical. You're always in your head. You're always thinking. The problem is you lack like stick to itness, which means... Yes, you dabble in a whole bunch of things, but you haven't fully mastered it. So with the North Node being in Sagittarius, it's telling you like, yeah, it's great that you know a lot of shit, but are you actually putting forth that shit? So think of the Gemini as you are locally, but Sagittarius wants to be globally. You want to spread your message outside of your city. You want to go bigger than that. Um, Gemini's, they kind of, they want to be the big fish in the little pond. The Sagittarius does not mind being the little fish in the big pond because what they're trying to do is like find what intrigues them and then spread that message. Be the wildfire. That's exactly what Sagittarius are known for. Being very passionate about what they're saying. Um, being very optimistic, super smart, but these are the people that actually spread the news. These are the fire. Gemini is energy of air. They're collecting, you know, but what can you do without, you know, like that, that, that push air can just be in the fucking air. That's as big as I can, as big as I can think about it. So anyways, like I said, I'm looking at these cards, I'm noticing all that. So that's the rundown. I'm like, damn, what, what's the South node and all this shit trying to tell me? So basically what I came across was I started to Google, you know, like what position is the North node and the South node in right now? So right now the North node is in cancer from 2018 up until May 5th. 2020 so that means that the south node is in capricorn because capricorn and cancer are 180 degrees opposite from each other don't ask me how i know this shit but i can't do math that's just how this shit works (laughs) i'm good with spirit this is my calling um as far as that mathematical shit fuck that but anyways um yeah, so I, I started to pay attention. How crazy was it that I was getting cards that kept telling me Cancer, North Node, South Node, and we are actually in those placements right now. So as I'm digging research, I pop into the the current energy, which is the Cancer and Cap Nodes energy. And what I learned was this is where the matrix was decoded for me. So we know that the North Code talks about our connection to basically like the possibility of what we can do once we understand ourselves or understand our future karma. 
<clears throat> and we know that the south node is basically like past karma unresolved issues and bullshit so anyways what i learned was like your north node is exactly what you need to master this is and when you focus on your north node everything seems to like flow in alignment this is when people always say like oh I, when i started to do what i loved or you know what i was passionate about everything started flowing yeah no fucking shit right exactly <laughs> the problem is we get so focused on trying to make ends meet and surviving that we missed that very focal point <clears throat> so what i took into consideration is right now with the cancer and the capricorn energy the cancer being in north node means we needed to focus on integrating ourselves with like true authenticity authenticity and basically when you think of cancer cancer is a symbol of water um this is the planet of the moon this is the mother and you can think of capricorn as the ruling saturn father figure but it's so much more to that. Cancer is the water sign that wants to be felt nurtured, safe, and protected. Um, cancer, if you think about a crab, what's in, out inside of the shell is a crab. And there's always that outer layer that protects it. And this is just like a mother's womb trying to protect us. Uh, cancer comes from the Latin word crab, which means protected by a shell. And when I was reading that, I was like, damn, that's crazy. That kind of sounds like the sweat lodge, right? Yeah, it fucking does. <laughs> and so Capricorn is where it it represents where we feel exposed at. Um, this is our resilience. This is gaining our status, our respect, and playing an, uh, like an important role in our lives. This is creating that money, that foundation. This is... Um, you know building you're when you're in when you're in the capricorn energy you're focused on the next goal the next achievement you don't want to forget who you are but when the north node is in cancer you're focusing on building a strong inner foundation this is you know progress within your true self learning your space and self-confidence and self-love but when you're in capricorn you're thinking of like your achievements how am i making this money you know do i look successful in the eyes of other people so the crazy thing was, as all these cards are saying cancer and everything, I'm, I'm understanding, like, this is exactly what this year was for me. I was so focused on the South Node. Remember how we're, we're good at what we're good at. I'm good at being successful. I'm good at creating a space where it seems like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm, I'm good at creating a sturdy image. But with that being in the South Node energy... That meant that, of course, that's that's habitually what I'm good at. But the progress was for me this year was to build a stronger inner foundation with myself, to nurture myself, to make sure that I was feeling safe and stable and comfortable within my true inner self. Now, the problem was that this entire fucking year, I have been trying to manifest the best career. And time after time and again, I was being failed like I, I kept hearing no or shit wasn't working out for me and that's technically because within the stars constellation it wasn't the year of are you good at your job this was actually the year of building your authenticity are you are you saying who you are um 
a lot of times we're always hoping for like, oh, we need that promotion. Um, you know, like we're so focused on working harder to prove that we're great when sometimes the solution is taking a fucking break. Sometimes the, the solution is spending time with your family or taking care of yourself. And sometimes the paradox is that is when you actually surrender and take that break, when you do that promotion like comes right after you and like, damn, I should have just rested the whole fucking time. Then I would have got exactly what I wanted. So I just completely understood at that moment. I spent this entire year fighting the earth's energy when it was telling me to be in that sweat lodge, when it was telling me to incubate, to, to work on my inner self and to come out stronger. So when the next time, you know, North Node goes into cap, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be ready to build that foundation. But that wasn't, this wasn't the year. And if I'm a spiritual being and I'm practicing all these things to know myself intuitively, I should have understand that that misalignment was telling me that this is not what you're supposed to be doing, baby. You're supposed to be doing exactly this, creating this podcast, talking, understanding yourself, having these dialogue and these serious ask questions that people are not having to know that the answers are literally right fucking there, but you're missing it. And you're missing it by not listening to your intuition. You're missing it because you're so used to a lifestyle that you had. So with that being said, I just realized that this entire year wasn't about me being successful in the eyes of the achievements that I've had or what my exterior looked like. This was a year for me to build my interior. And as much as I wanted to create that dynamic that I was physically stable I did the right thing by making myself inner stable, by understanding myself, by taking the initiative to understand that, hey, sometimes it's not always go time. And just as the moon is not always in full moon, there is a new moon. Working with the appropriate energies makes it a lot less fucking difficult. (laughs) So I decoded the matrix. I was like, bro, this was a whole year on working on yourself. And you did that. Although you didn't think that's what you were supposed to be doing, that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And the energy is going to shift again in May. And it's just like, how do, how did you even come, I don't know, divinity, listening to the message, closing my eyes and opening something else, understanding like, why do I feel like I am in a state of, birthing something into creation i keep having these dreams these pregnancies that i'm gonna i'm gonna have these i'm not having no damn kids but it was because i'm about to like i said in my instagram video i am about to give birth i am fertile with ideas and i'm about to give birth and a lot of times when the birthing pains are so painful we tend to abort the mission or we tend to give up halfway and we produce these stillbirths ideas or creativity or whatever flow and energy and it's just so painful we can't go through it so if anyone has had a trying year where it felt like you were aiming for that job or you found yourself constantly being pushed over as if like the universe was telling you no maybe you weren't supposed to be in a position of hierarchy you weren't supposed to be 
working, 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 getting up that mountain, being the goat, reaching the top. I mean, you were neglecting your your inner self, your inner world. You were putting your energy outside of yourself. And sometimes that comes with a price. And that price is fighting to fit in, to gain that status, to meet your goals, to have that career. But I mean, does any of that shit matter when you have the career, when you have the goals and you're still lonely and you don't feel fulfilled? Yeah, because you're working on your south node energy. <laughs> so if you felt like this year wasn't the best year or 2019 wasn't the best year for you to sustain that energy then maybe that's why you were fighting against the current. You weren't in flow with the universe. You weren't in flow with what is, what nature is doing. And this is why you see so many people working on their spirituality. It it wasn't like um, a theme. Well, it was a universal theme, an energetic theme, a a cultive, um, a collective theme that we cultivated. But... And, and that's why it's very, very mindful to make sure you have people who are in spirituality that are very integral because it's easy to just Google what's the energy and know how to manipulate someone. So having that discernment to trust people to be integral in their truth is the message. And when I sat down with myself and I was like, damn, it's crazy because I'm a writer and I write with my spirituality and I teach with my spirituality. And that, those are the moments that I feel so fulfilled when I have these conversations and I consult people and be like their little therapist. And when I sprinkle a little dash of spirituality and send them on their way, um, I feel so much joy. And the crazy thing is I get currency in exchange for my energy. People pay me to be like, hey, Jade, what's going on? You got a meditation for me, you know? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? Those are my my most joyful moments. So knowing who you have the potential to be. If you were born, like I said, 92 to 94, you have the potential to be a master manipulator. You have the potential to be, um, to spin the world at your own advantage. And I understood that rattle message then. I was like, damn, I can be very smart. But because my north node or my purpose in life is to be genuine with spiritual wisdom that's why i'm not deceiving because that's probably what happened in my past life is i knew how to manipulate things for my advantage and so i did and look a person had to be a whole reincarnated because you fucked up the mission with your power a little something that i wrote um And hopefully this gets out in a positive manner. Power is only needed to intend harm. The gift of true leadership and strength is measured by compassion. When one is fully equipped to execute significant harm but chooses not to, especially at the hands of a personal vengeance, this is when you know you have an authentic, genuine leader. And on to the next Gretel <laughs> um, matrix decoded. So as you guys probably are aware, I have a masseuse who does Reiki and he is very, very good at what he does. 
So I typically meet him once a month. I started it maybe about two months ago. And I recommend everyone who is trying to become a better person. It's great to do the meditations. It's great to pray. It's great to do blah, 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 blah. But the reality of it is we still hold energetic blockages between our body. So yeah, you can have a great fulfilled mind. But if your body is completely blocked with resentment and anger, just because it gets out of your mind doesn't mean that it flows out of your body. So I had learned that um, during my our session together, he was doing, I believe he called it cranial therapy. Um, he basically felt over my head, uh, my throat, over my body, um, looking for, for energy. And what we found was the first place was my sternum. <clears throat> he pretty much put his hands on my um on my sternum and asked me this was basically to alleviate the tension between my heart chakra um my dominant chakra is the heart chakra which is very special to me because that embodies love and as we're doing this reiki session he's asking me what am i envisioning what am i seeing um and i told him support I felt like I was being um, loved and guided and protected. And this is basically with him just having pressure on my chest. So I learned in that very moment that I didn't feel supported and safe without really knowing that. So we worked on my shoulders. Um, I had some tension on my shoulders. Um, That's from not being supported. There is a saying that... um, for a lot of people who have scoliosis, they don't understand that sometimes the thoughts that we have manifest into a disease in your mind creates a disease in your body. So those thoughts manifest into actual sicknesses in our body, in our vessel. And people who tend to not feel supported by life have back issues. Um, is that scientifically proven? But how much holistic stuff is proven? A lot of the times they don't want you to know this information. So with that being said, we had that tension. We worked on it. He noticed that um, my spine looked softer. It looked like I was um, releasing tension, pressure. So we get onto my face and he asked me to not smile. And I noticed that when I smile, it's because I'm nervous. I don't want to... I don't want to show my vulnerability in my face, in my facial features. I want to be strong, sturdy, stable. Right then and there, I asked myself, why can't I be vulnerable? Why can't I just, like, relax my face? But no, every time I try to relax my face, I started laughing. And I'm like, dude, relax. So I knew right there I had some some blockages within my facial structures. Um... And he asked me what I was feeling. I told him that. We worked on my hips down to basically from my solar plexus to my root chakra. And before he'd told me that I was hot, I told him that I could feel heat in my hips. And we worked through that. I basically felt... (sighs) I don't guarded like I was on guard so he 
started doing some Reiki and asked me what I felt, the first thing that I felt was basically when someone kicks the back of your knee, I felt like he was asking me to soften up and I was like, I can't, I can't, I'm on guard, you know, I'm on duty, I can't soften up for you, I can't soften up. Um, And as we did more of that work, um, I came to the realization that I want to be strong. I need to be strong. I have to be strong. So I started to let this emotion go. And he asked me, what are you feeling? And we had this casual conversation in between there. He said, um... We're talking about past lives. He was like, yeah, you know, I can judge someone by their past lives. I don't try to be judgy. (laughs) And I was like, well, damn, you know, I don't want to tell you my past life. So we were casually talking and I told him about this story and how when I was, I had just turned 21, I was in Vegas and this guy, he comes up to me and he like starts bowing down to my feet, like kissing it. And I was like taken aback by like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Like, clearly he's drunk and he was just like you don't know who you are it's an honor to be in your presence do you know who you are and I'm like "Mm, insert first name (laughs) and he was just like no you are this dude so for anyone who's listening he told me I know I know he was like you're Cleopatra he was like you reincarnated this is your third life and before i was spiritual i just thought this dude was off his rockers boy can i tell you and um me and my best friend we were laughing we were hysterical and you know just like this guy is fucking crazy and so he's telling her about her and he tells me about my other two lives and he gets on my current life and he says you know well you're studying medicine And that was the only reason why, like, hmm, I might want to take this guy serious because he knew exactly what I was doing in this life. Now, having someone tell you you're Cleopatra is fucking crazy. So, anyways, I tell Matthew this. This is my masseuse. And he's like, you know what? He's working on my face. And he's like, I could totally see you as royalty. And I was like, how? And he was like, "Um, your jewelry. He's like, you're very specific on what you wear um he said what did he say he said something he said relax your face and I couldn't he said well you you don't listen either and then he said also your skin tone it's very golden and glowy and very like royal and he was like and I could say a few other things but I have to be you know careful with my choice of words and I was like all right I respect it Um, So as we're just working on all this energy, all this energy, I just feel like, gosh, I don't, I don't like to, I don't like to be in a place where I feel vulnerable. So what I learned was, um, in that point in time, that I had some wounded masculine energy. And with that, what happens is when you have wounded masculine energy or wounded feminine energy, you actually attract, um, your reciprocal or energetic reciprocal partner meaning if i am pouring out masculine energy i'm gonna attract feminine energy because that's what i want however i'm not what's the word 
I am not curious. I, I'm strictly dickly, okay? <laughs> so I tend to see or I tend to attract men who are very manlike, but they have a nurturing side to them. So with that nurturing side that comes into uh, feminine energy, there is sacred masculinity and then there is uh, wounded masculinity. What wounded masculinity looks like is someone who overgives, someone who overextends, who overdoes, who overthinks. This can be in the form of uh, being aggressive. This can be dominating. Um, and the only way to heal that wounded energy is to have um, divine energy being pushed out to basically come into union with our own energies. So a lot of the times when people hear union, um, specifically in like twin flames, they think of their partner because they see themselves as one, one piece of the duality, one of the dark side or one of the light side. When in true, within our own vessel, we actually contain both energies. So a lot of people, when they hear union, they think, oh, yes, I'm going to get with my, with my soulmate. I'm going to get with, you know, my little boo thing. But the truth is, are you in union with yourself? So during that very, that very time, I softened up. I allowed myself to be vulnerable. I said, I'm safe. You know, these are all just, just fears. These are fears and I have to work through them. And so he said, you know, Right now, he said, your um, your solar plexus, I think is what he said. It was either my solar plexus or my sacral. He said, it's blocked. Um, it's blocked by anger. It's blocked by disappointment. It's blocked by expectation. Um, it's blocked by resentment. And so when he started to say that, I just kind of saw myself in a garden and I took out all the weeds and I put fresh soil and I started to water and I said, you know, like, you're safe, you're beautiful, you're vast, you're strong, you're majestic. You know, you're here, you're present, you're pure. Just all these affirmations. And he's like, and you're working through it right now? Which was exactly what I needed to do. Because as him being a masculine, being me, be, me being a feminine, I needed to take this opportunity to work on it in the present moment. And so what I did was I used my own feminine energy to cleanse my own masculine energy. Um, feminine energy is very nurturing, very caring. Um, feminine energy tends to be around nature. Feminine energy looks like crying. Um, it looks like isolation. Um, I had to just embed myself with deeper healing with like mother nature, with my pain, with the sweat lodge, um, with the North node, with the South node, the steps that I needed to improve in myself. Um, Knowing that I had wounded masculine energy from my father meant that I needed to forgive my father. I needed to forgive myself. I needed to take, I needed to forgive myself for even thinking that I needed to take on the role of a masculine trait. And a lot of times people think that in order to forgive someone is you have to be in contact with them. And you don't. You can forgive people uh, non-contact. You can do that through meditation. You can do that by releasing. You can do that by crying. You can, when I say by releasing, it's almost like you can write a letter, um, but instead of giving that person that letter, you will burn that letter with the intention to free your heart, for the intention to set that person free, to be like, yo, I'm good, I'm straight, this is it, whatever. 
And what I learned was the reason why I was portraying such masculine energy was because I was not trusting or willing to be trust trustworthy of masculine energy. So I was tending to cling on to feminine energy. Um, feminine energy is very emotional. It's very creative. It's very expressive. Um, feminine energy looks like writers, musics, um, you know, like the givers, the providers, the fixers. And as I started to look back in all my friendships, dynamics, or even relationship type of dynamics, I was attracting masculine, feminine partners, meaning, I mean, writers, music, like that was, that was right there. The given point I'm talking about people who would willingly, without hesitation, express their feelings to me, who would, if I asked, would be the provider. And it wasn't from a place of I'm being a provider because I'm a man. It was like, how can I provide to your emotions? And I didn't even do that. So for me, I was learning that I was really attracting men who were caregivers. And I was a woman who was basically in the position to, I'll make the moves for you. Tell me what you need and I got it. I mean, yeah, that's cool to be a go-getter. But I mean, sit your little ass down. (laughs) So I had to learn to balance myself. I had to learn in that very moment with Matthew um, to trust masculine energy, to reconnect it with myself. I had to realize like, yo, you're good. You're literally fine. You're literally okay. And I had to learn that, you know, I understand the idea of repelling. When you think of energy, you think of, you know, that positive and positive or that negative and negative, you know, when they're the same dynamic, energy tends to repel. So for a lot of the times, I probably didn't or I probably wasn't attracted to masculine men because it was like I was dating myself energetically. I didn't need you to make moves. I can do that myself. I wanted you to secure my emotions. But that's so ass backwards, right? <laughs> so I understood that I was basically attracting my energetic reciprocal. And what I needed to do was heal that. I needed to let it go. Um, there's this philosophy in, Buz- in Buddhism where... When you do this internal healing for yourself, you actually heal your entire um, family lineage. Um, You should look into that philosophy if you're interested in that. But basically that masculine energy for me meant that I was, again, back to the South Node in Capricorn. I was worried about my mission. I was worried about being free. I was worried about my soul purpose. I want to know who I was. Who was I on a soul level? But what I what I was doing um, unconsciously at the time was I was actually practicing um, how to become uh, better, better in a sacred masculine energy, not so much wounded. Um, How you do that is stillness, uh, presence, listening, guiding yourself and a good way that you can practice on creating healthy masculine energy is watching a candle flame. When the candle burns, um, this is basically, it increases your own intuition. This is your uh, visualization. When you also close your eyes, uh, you visualize strength. 
this can also help you with, with your um, decalcifying your ajna, which is your third eye chakra. When you practice um, looking at a flame for a few seconds, close your eyes, try to envision it in your mind's eye while your eyelids are closed, you actually strengthen your third eye. Also, what happens is you can do uh, deep breathing body work, just um, you have to learn to soften the front of your body, which is your face, um, your face, your rigidness. And I had that, like I was saying, like when he, whenever he was working on my face, I, I had so much facial stiffness. I didn't know how to be soft with myself. So I had to connect with the feminine energy, you know, look for that space, look for that flow. Um, what you can do is, you know, just be aware of your thoughts, observe, watch your thoughts. Know that you can, um, know that masculine energy is about leading the way, having the decision, but feminine energy is the other side of it, the resting point. When you want to make the, the decision, the feminine energy is resting. So, like I said, I was learning that I was also attracting, um, feminine men and this isn't to say like they were flamboyant or you know um there there wasn't a trace of masculine no these men are are fully fully and thoroughly masculine they emotionally however just think better than i do if that made sense um and i had learned why i was so stressed in my previous relationship was because I am a I am a feminine woman in my core, which means I I am not masculine to my core. I was just like animating masculine energy because there was that disimbalance. Like if I couldn't trust you to be a masculine, I would just take on the role myself. But because my feminine energy, my heart wanted to rest, it's like, damn, yo, why are you doing this? And it's like, because I have to. There's no other choice. There's no other way. If I don't do it, what's... So knowing that I, I wasn't al allowing myself to rest would actually put me at dis-ease within myself. There's that that imbalance. Um, I learned that I started blocking like masculine people as well. Um, lacking decision, clarity, confidence, emotion. And a lot of times <clears throat> these feminine men can can lack decision they can lack their own clarity they can lack their own confidence their own emotions they're not learning um their their boundaries speaking their truth they're like you know conserved and so what that comes in into play is sexual polarity you're unattracted when the energy is in the same it repels so a lot of times i know we always talk about cheating and or infidelity would be a better word infidelity in the form of uh, desires you know we want something we go after it we're na we're natural pursuers but a lot of times we're not really thinking about it on a energetic level a lot of the times sometimes we could be not sexually attracted to our partner that does not deem it okay to do but we could be unattracted to our partners because we're riding on the same wavelength so let's say if you're a masculine guy and your girlfriend's a masculine girl you guys could be easily not sexually attracted to each other right now so you may deem yourself like yo i'm looking 
I'm looking for, you know, something soft, something warm, like, you know, something vulnerable. And that's what people tend to cheat with. And that's just because that sexual polarity, um, that same energy tends to repel. Um, so if there is any woman who is listening to this podcast and feels as though you, um, produce a lot of masculine energy but you are a feminine to your core meaning not you want to be led or submissive it's just you respect nature you're connected to mother earth you're okay with being vulnerable and trusting and crying if you don't feel like you can't do that if you're in a space of always making decisions always working on your soul purpose which is not wrong and i'll explain that later um The reason why it's not wrong, the reason why it's not wrong is because when you are balanced, you're able to make the discerning decision where, where you can say, for example, like myself, I am creating a business, right? And my masculine energy wants me to um, animate that this is my business so a lot of the times if you are non-trusting of someone because you have wounded masculine energy a lot of the times you don't accept help because you're not receptive to help you're not receptive to energy and a lot of times when you are unbalanced you would ask why does this person want to help me and a lot of the times people are unaware that your mission may be to lead and to create a path, but not everyone is out here to create a path. Some are really truly here to finance and help people with their path. So you may see them helping and you're like, what the fuck do you want to help me for? Like either you want to use me or you want to somehow take credibility for my idea. And that's the masculine energy always being on top. And when you don't trust, you lack the feminine energy. Sometimes, and with balancing that energy, you will understand that sometimes people's mission is to help you. It's not that they want to get in your way. They're literally here to help you, to elevate you to the next level. So where you're thinking, oh, you're trying to to get a piece of the pie. You're trying to be deceitful. You're trying to mishandle me. I can't trust you. Sometimes you miss your blessing by not being receptive to the balance of energy. And you miss the person who truly is really just on earth to finance your mission. And with that being said, a lot of people who are the oppressor energy, and maybe you might not get what I'm saying, but there is oppressor energy and the oppressed energy. A lot of people who come from the oppressor lineage um, in this lifetime, they are paying back for their misfortunes that they cause on other people. So you, you tend to see people who have money actually helping people who are creative. Hence, I don't mean to um, be offensive if this, ends, if, if this offends anyone. This is not my intention. I'm trying to get a clear point. You have certain people who obviously Caucasian or European people will have money, whereas minorities don't if they were the oppressor meaning creating or um or basically yes creating harm or traumas within other people in this new lifetime they're here to basically pave the way and clear their lineage debt karmic debt 
And by doing that is actually helping someone who they oppressed, even if it wasn't directly them. Meaning, if I needed help on a business idea and someone of a different background decided to help me, I would be like, yo, why why do you want to help me, right? But their sole purpose is to clear that karmic debt. And their purpose is to help you and to elevate you because you may not have the means that what they have, which is the money, baby, the currency. So, yeah. So anyways, for any woman who is feminine to her core, but produces a lot of masculine energy um, and you want to stop attracting being a masculine woman, um, you need to first feel safe. You need to trust yourself. You need to know, um, you need to trust yourself through men. You need to give up control and to let the guy take the lead or you take the lead yourself if you're not in a relationship. You need to soften your body. You need to feel where you you hold this tension. Um, And most of the time, the tension for masculine energy is in the shoulders, is in the chest is in the breath and that makes so much sense like i said like just decoding all of this from you know my actual life um feeling that energy like wow there's pressure on my chest i now feel safe and that that actually made me feel vulnerable and loved and like a woman but without that energy i'm always feeling like i'm like animating this this wolf pack bullshit like which is not bad great you're fucking fantastic after you do so what (laughs) um so you just want to work on your back your breath you want to be grounding doing grounding exercises you want to get into your emotions and your sexuality you want to express yourself you can express yourself by opening your hips um by dancing by singing by um you know just feeling um feeling safe in your sexual experiences dealing with a lot of colors um you want to get out of your head and just get into your heart space a lot of the time the masculine energy is by thinking thinking women feminine energy is emotion doing so get out of your head and get into your heart use that intuition ask yourself is this what i should be doing um what I started to do for myself was, like I said, I started getting facials. I started really integrating my spirituality with my physical body. So I was incorporating touch into my healing practice. Um, as I said already, I have a facial guy. His name is Alex. And what he told me was, in a previous podcast, I believe I said he told me, it was a compliment. He said, you are a natural life sweetener. Everything she touches changes, and everything changes when she touches. So what I started to do was implement that into everything that I would do. If I was doing dishes, I would say that everything she touches, she changes, and everything she changes, and everything changes when she touches. And that would let me know, like, if I added that sweetener, if I started to, every time I touch something with love and with hope and with passion and with rejuvenation and success... And, you know, just that warmth in my heart, it would change it to that. And everything would change after I touch it. But if I'm going at life with aggression, with domination, with this got to be this, it's got to be that, you know, it is what it is my way of the highway. That's what we're changing. 
we're leaving the world harder. So it's like just imagining myself leaving everything softer or better. If not better, it, it needs to be the same. It can't be worse. So I would allow myself to just say this mantra over and over when I'm like doing the dishes or when I'm, you know, like massaging my face and I'm cleaning it and, you know, whatever. And I actually felt a lot more in my feminine energy. So basically, with all of that, I learned so much about myself. I learned that I do have um, a legacy of abundance and leadership. I do produce masculine energy, which is fantastic. But I'm learning right now to be very receptive to the feminine energy. I'm learning to be in complete union with myself. A lot of times we are in these relationships and we have other halves or I've even done it in a spiritual relationship. You know, we, we embody the, the exact opposite, you know? So I'm learning that just as I am a moon child, I am the sun. Like a lot of people growing up called me sunshine. And it was because I had this warmth, I had this glow, but no one knew that my my darkness was just as bright as my light. Um, I'm also connected with the moon, and what people don't understand is there is yin energy and there is yang energy. Um, and a lot of times we tend to try to separate that and be like, oh, you're this and I'm that. But in reality, within our vessel, we both have that. Now this person may like portray that they're more, you know, like masculine, you're more feminine, which is great. But it would be even so much better if we took the time out to have that that duality, that polarity become union. Um, to regroup itself within us. Because then yeah, like, dude, now we're both balanced. Ain't that shit so sexy? I know. <clears throat> so yeah, I learned that I was um setting um setting myself up and i was uh, freeing myself i knew that i was transforming and that the fruits of my labor are like harvesting right now i can actually see everything that i was putting work into like there were so many times where i felt like i was being like buried alive within my emotions within my energy and i was caving in but i was really just truly being like planted in the seeds and it takes time and a lot of the time even with you know in my own garden I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I want to see I want to see the sprouts I want to see the seeds I just want to see some effort that it's working and sometimes it takes so long to see that proof and sometimes where you are in your current lifestyle and where you want to be or where you you know where you desire to manifest yourself it's so far apart and you're like if I could just get there but every thought every action produces how close or how further away you are getting from your goal and you have to just sit down and ask yourself like maybe there's a lot that I need to change in order to get to that place and maybe I'm asking for something that's like damn how the fuck do I God is like how do I get her there? Because she's way on A and she wants to get to Z. So, I mean, everything just takes time. Don't don't stare at the garden or don't be so hungry that you eat your own seeds. You know, know that, yes, the seeds produce the fruit, but the fruit is so much more fulfilling. 
So I had to just keep telling myself that I could keep going. Um, I know that I answered the call to nature, um, answered the call to my spirituality. Um, I know where I'm being called is my right place. I can feel it. I know that I'm supposed to be doing something different and I'm doing it. Um, I'm utilizing that south node energy, what I'm good at, and embracing that with my north node energy, what my passion is. So I'm writing about spirituality, I'm teaching, I'm guiding, and I'm doing it with integrity and love and grace. Um, Truly, you guys should probably uh, Google your own South Node and North Node energy or just Google that to understand it a little bit more. It might help you decode or make you understand what's best suited for you. Um, I had to allow myself to feel my higher self. I had to um, just be grounding, to be open. I had to learn to balance myself. And all this took was some Reiki. All this took was, you know, just understanding myself. Um... I know that money, loyalty, and commitment is on the horizon for me, but I knew that I was battling my own my own self energies. I know that um, I can be dominant at planning and um, doing certain things, but I have to learn right now to trust, to go with the flow, um, to know that I have a good hold on like being masculine. I've done that, but now it's time to receive that help to when someone wants to offer something know that i can do that have discernment is this person a kind person is this person doing it for clout or you know are they doing it for recognition um i knew that i was evolving in love i knew that i for some reason was shifting over to feminine energy and i tend to do these type of things when i feel like the collective needs them Um, meaning right now we are very in a masculine territory you have the whole shit with people possibly thinking that it's world war (laughs) three and um the reality of that is that's gonna scare a lot of people that's gonna make you make you feel like you have to put on a tough face you know play a hard game and i think that i'm actually embracing feminine energy to be that light and love to be like yo settle down like drop your bags leave your fears out the door um, I know that I have experience in life and I know that I have um, that trust and that pain and that love for life. I have gratitude for my past and the progress that I see. I've, I've seen how far I've come. Um, I'm mastering the love for myself. It's like having that actualization that, wow, this is really what it is. Um... I also, when Matthew said resentment, I really didn't know what I was resenting anything for because I tend to not feel like I hold grudges, but energetically, I realized that at one point in time, I was very upset with a lot of people because I felt like on this journey, so many people um, disregarded me because I, which is not their fault because I portrayed masculine energy. It was like I had it. You can't help someone if they don't want to be helped. You can't help someone if you know that they're not going to act. You can't help someone if, you know, they would rather sit in their own darkness and mud and figure it out. That's fine. So I couldn't be upset that no one would help me the way that I needed because 
like I said, to my core, I'm a feminine. I'm like, how can you not help me? How can you not see me? How do you do this for other people but not me? Because I can get over it. Because I can figure out a way. It's not fair. Like, I'm one person. I'm I'm still a woman, you know. <clears throat> but I had to take in consideration that when you just project that type of energy it's hard for anyone to help you when you don't want help when your body is basically saying nah I got it I don't need you so you couldn't fault anyone but at that time I was like damn why do I even have to ask why why can't you just see it in my eyes and say I know she needs help why do you even allow me to suffer so I would sit there and yeah it was true I was resentful for some things because I felt like I shouldn't have been alone. But I learned that to forgive that because it was a perception that I had. It was a perception that I didn't understand. And the truth of the matter was I was divinely isolated. Um, and the reason why I was divinely isolated because distractions. If I had had someone by my side this whole time, there would be no podcast. There would be no poetry book. There would be no painter. That came from when you are alone, you create from your emotions. You create from your thoughts. So if I had those distractions by way of love or the desire to have love, I wouldn't have manifested into this because I would have completely embodied myself in someone else. And this is what we have typically in relationships. We start to do things in unity for the relationship when we forget that we're individuals we forget that we have our own energies to balance not even just the relationship itself like are we in union with ourselves and then are we playing the perfect role for our relationship and nine nine times out of ten we don't because no one teaches us that we have masculine and feminine energy with ourselves. when you see a guy who's flamboyant you automatically think like he has no masculine he he's he's biologically a male the problem is he has wounded feminine energy so he's he doesn't trust it there's something that probably happened to him or you know he he would rather emulate it himself and so i just had to learn that i wasn't i wasn't alone at all i have so many people by my side I was just divinely isolated for the purpose to create this mission, to create this podcast, to be a voice. Because there's not a voice out here like that. And what I'm seeing now is that now that I'm stepping into this feminine energy, I'm seeing people coming back into my life. I'm seeing a growth and relationship. I'm seeing myself meeting people. I'm seeing myself finding my soul tribe. And when I say soul tribe, I mean, I met Alex, the guy that does my facials. I met Matthew, the guy that does my Reiki. I wouldn't have got to this point of attracting soul members if I didn't work on my soul. I would still be attracting people based on, oh, he looks good as fuck. Like, great. What does that do for your soul? So I'm learning that I was scared of, you know, wanting help because I was untrustworthy of it but with knowing like I said that discernment using my intuition and grounding with myself with protection 
that I'm no longer getting people for the wrong reasons. I'm attracting people because of my light. And what really helps me was a saying that I got from a friend that I used to go to school with. Uh, Matthew, another Matthew, right? (laughs) Matthew said, um, in this point in time, I'll explain this. I was having these dreams of people uh, basically fantasizing with my energy and I could kind of like intuitively feel like someone was pulling on my energy and it made me feel very, um, I didn't like it. I don't like attention in that manner and I wanted to close myself off. I was like, you know what, I've been stalked for like you know potentially kidnapped and things like that and i mean i don't wear makeup um i wear baggy clothes like i would do certain things so that i wouldn't be appealing but it wasn't in my clothes it wasn't on me it was in me and i had to learn that what was shutting myself out gonna do the more that i got into my truth i'm gonna be spread globally like i just said that the gemini energy is locally i'm past that i mean this podcast is in four countries right now thanks to you guys but i wanted to shut myself off i was like i'm done with it i can't i can't do the attention i can't do people wearing bracelets and and chains and asking me tattoos like It makes me uncomfortable. I'm not, I'm not an idol. I'm really just an energy. And I wanted to create his words in a mantra. And he said to me, you're not accessible. You owe it to yourself to be all of you. And for me, that was changeable because I wasn't gonna allow myself to be all of me. There was no way if I can create all this havoc and I'm not even at my full potential. I don't want to know what can happen. I don't want to Joe. Okay. (laughs) You know, so I had to learn that, you know, sometimes people just want to be helpful. And I have to understand that wounded energy from that sacred feminine energy. And just knowing um, that chakra just that chakra the the guidance and reiki and you know having embodying and integrating that whole touch theory into what i'm doing mentally and um knowing that a lot of times we are uneven we are unaware that we repress energies within ourselves, and that's how we become off balance within ourselves. um learning to be expressive to flow to have movement that's all a feminine energy structure freedom achievement that's all masculine energy and it's just crazy that even in astrology certain signs are masculine like the Sagittarius is a masculine sign so learning learning amongst a lot of um, a lot of things can truly help you understand 
um, where you lack. Just be creative, be open. You don't have to deem any of these philosophies as your truth. If it resonates, it resonates. Take it with you. If it doesn't, let it flow. It, it doesn't concern you. Most of the time when I am, when I think I am doing inner work on myself, half the time I'm not. It's because I feel something collectively. I feel like an energy and I'm being led to it to teach about it. It has nothing about me. So it's a, it's a general podcast. If it's cool, you like it, I love it. If it doesn't, if it doesn't flow, it doesn't, it doesn't have to. You're your own person. You discern and you decide what is truth to you. Don't do it because it sounds good. Like if you feel it in your core, like, yeah, I, I know what you're saying, then look into it. And if you don't, you can try any other escapism. Listen to music. Listen to a podcast that don't mean shit. Listen to something that's not going to ignite you or spark your interest or maybe create you to have inspired thought and hope that the seed plants and grows and you gain some type of mental freedom for yourself. So with that being said, I guess we have decoded some parts of the matrix. There are other parts that I can do a part two on what I learned in between that, what that wasn't really important, but just taking that time out to really understand yourself is what's imperative. We're so focused on being the other half of someone else that we don't even realize that we hold a whole scale for our own selves. And we don't even know. A lot of the times people aren't even aware why they're tired. If you're a a man, if you are a man who is masculine to your core and you are doing things like providing, cleaning, you know, tired, you feel like you want to cry, it's because you're projecting so much feminine energy when really truly in your heart you like to do the things like soul work freedom creativity structure making decisions it is okay to be the masculine guy who provides but normally masculine men who provide they provide the house they work it's their career their recognition it's not I'm providing an emotional sustainment for you that that becomes tiring and as well as the woman if you are true feminine to your core and you're running around paying bills you're running around making decisions you're running around creating making sure everything is safe and this goes for single this this goes for single single mothers you have to have that balance you have to know when to be receptive and to have help it's cool great we know you can be strong but can you receive help we know that you have to be the father figure but are you being true as the mother figure are you understanding that you need you need to carve out that time for yourself as well so when you balance yourself it's it's just it's a whole nother ball game So, I assume 
you guys have a lot of research to do now (laughs) anyways thank you for listening another fucking long podcast i'm sorry but as you can see i am being utilized for a divinely orchestrated purpose that even i don't understand but i hope this message comes across you find it in good spirits you utilize it to help yourself and we'll talk soon peace